Hello, Ted. Hey, what's up, bro? Hey. Shall we start wow. with prayer? Wild world. <laughs> Shall we pray? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, Lord, we thought the world was messed up in April when we started the Great Reset and the pandemic shut down the economy and our churches. We didn't know the half of it, God. The racial riots, abuses, the police, the financial crisis, the mental health crisis, the employment crisis. And when the first time that I've ever heard of that a mob stormed the Capitol building and shut down Congress. What extraordinary times. The Lord is nothing compared to the sorrow and turmoil and division in my own heart. So much grief, so much anger, so much pain. And I can't even imagine what Ted is going through with the biggest heart as he has. Lord, it's times like this. We just cry, Abba, Father. And when I scream why, all I see is the cross. And all I know is that ever how much we hurt, you hurt with us. You hurt for us. And that you chose to be identified with us. And I don't understand it. I can't comprehend it. But it's all I've got. And somehow it's enough. So thank you. Amen. Hey, Ernie. I guess you didn't see my text. Um, I was asking you if you'd like to meet on Zoom so we can see each other's face. I kind of, if you're in a place yeah. where we can, I kind of feel like we should. Um. But okay, if you, yeah, you, sorry, if, I didn't. Okay, yeah. I'm walking the dog, but I could. Uh, I can do Zoom. Well, if it's not if it's not convenient, if we're going to drop it, then 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 don't worry about it. That's fine. You okay, yeah, sorry, I guess I'm. I guess I misunderstood your text. Yeah, no problem. But, no problem. Yeah, walking the dog is good. <laughs> yeah, Lord, Father, Lord, we just uh, uh, just uh, be. We're still, and we know that you are God. And um, Lord, uh, not only are we yours, not only is the body of Christ your body your bride, his bride, uh, the nations are yours, the world is the is yours, the earth and the fullness thereof, every leader is accountable to you, no nation rises or falls except at your bidding, Lord, at your, you allow it and you bring them down. So Father, we just thank you, Lord, that, um, uh, if this is beyond our pay grade, it doesn't mean it's beyond yours. Lord, that's the whole point. So we uh, look to you, Lord, and show us what we're to do. And Lord, we uh, are filled with hope. And that hope does not disappoint because it's said in Jesus, who confronted death and broke its power and rose from the dead. Amen. Amen. Oh. How are you doing, Ted? It's been like a while since we've talked. I'm doing well. Doing very well. Yep. God is good. good. I mean, a year ago, uh, a year ago, Sandra was bedridden um, with no diagnosis, with uh, symptoms that were very similar to ALS. And, uh, <laughs> and uh you know we, we were nine months into it and it was just getting worse and then uh 
you know, this Christmas she's dancing around with joy. And, oh. You know, so it feels like we're in the eye of a storm. <sighs> so the world might be going through hell, but I mean, I, that puts everything in perspective. So, yeah. That's good. Because remember in April, it, in April, it wasn't clear how long you could survive in your current ministry context. And that was something that was on my heart at the beginning. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, the Lord keeps providing. So, um, April, January, February, March, April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's all still a fight, it's still a struggle, but hey, uh, we've survived until uh, January 2021. And good stuff is happening. And, uh, you know, uh, things look better. They look good. And, you know, we're going to keep resetting. <laughs> ah, so where would you like to start? Well, how are you doing? Ah, excruciatingly well, I think is the right word. Uh, life is hard, but I think in all the right ways. How's your family? My family is good. Um, you know, we've, uh, my wife just started getting the COVID vaccine. So uh, that's encouraging. Uh, you know, she's had a couple Your of- Your wife's got the vaccine? Yeah, she's a family practice med- uh, medical doctor. So she's gotten the first shot. Uh, oh, okay. She sees COVID oh, patients. I didn't, I didn't uh, know she, that. Wow, okay. Crazy yeah, time. and so, yeah, because we've had a few scares where we thought she was uh, had COVID, but she always tested negative. So not having to worry about that will be nice. Uh, it's a it's a challenging season. I feel like there is a lot of uh, breaking. I mean, there's lots of things to be encouraged about. And there's lots of things to grieve over. Um, but like I like I said, I feel like I feel like we're having the right problems at the right time, and that. I can rejoice in these small successes while I look forward to the larger victories. Uh, praise God. Yeah, wow. Yep. Praise God for that. Okay. Great. Yeah, um uh uh Healing Grove, they 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 succumbed to COVID. I mean, in other words, Angela Bymaster, she's our doctor who was, you know, diagnosed Sandra is now our personal doctor. Oh. But you know they got through it. They're fine. So, but her and her husband caught it. I mean they're they're on the front lines, and you know mm. the spike. We're right in the midst of it. But yeah, they they took it all in stride and uh, are back at it. Okay, when you say succumbed, you mean that they? Okay. They they uh, caught it. They didn't stronger. die. They okay. caught it. They okay. caught yeah. it. Okay. They didn't die to it. No. They, they survived no. from COVID. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They okay. survived COVID. My sister also got it. Um, she's a she's a nurse. Um, mm. but uh, she she didn't get it from her practice. She got it from her husband and brought it home. He's the city manager. Um, mm. my brother and his whole family got it. They got it. I don't know. If, I don't remember where they got it. So. Yeah. Of course, my daughter had it early on. Mm. <sighs> I have had um, three close friends and ministry associates pass away. None of them related to mm. COVID. Mm. Latest one was uh, Jeff Taylor, who was a you know, from Salinas, part of the famous Taylor family, mm. of the, the the lettuce people, the salad people, Taylor Farms, the fresh fresh express, I think, lettuce. Mm-hmm. He uh, he was super healthy um, up until wow, like I want to say early November, maybe it was October. Mm-hmm maybe sometime in October, then had, you know, he started, he, he was in a minor accident. They thought it was a concussion, maybe. He didn't really, oh. you know, he had no symptoms of a concussion. He had initially just learned a speech and 
shaking and uh but it just got worse and worse finally you know maybe three weeks two weeks later got a diagnosis that it was a rare untreatable brain disease and they gave him nine days to 18 weeks and he died uh, died uh, the week after christmas 61 61 went from strong as an ox I mean, I was, he's a, you know, he has a ranch in yeah. Carmel and was just, you know, working. He's oh. an ag guy. He'd always be up early in the morning. I'd get exhausted just talking to him. <laughs> um, yeah. Two others, similar oh. situations. I mean, not, none of them were as, as fast as that. So. <sighs> Sorry, I remember you shared about someone else who died on the Great Reset a while ago. David Georgie, yeah. Yep. David Georgie, who was my cohort in San Francisco. He was maybe, he was in his 60s too, 60, I think I heard mm. 68. But he looked young. I mean, he looked like Clooney, you know. He, he, mm. he would've, you would have pegged him in his 50s. Uh, Yep. Wow. And then uh, Lloyd Turner, who founded Adopt Your Street, and with me. I mean, we worked on it together. He had an uh, uh, issue with his lung, needed a lung transplant. I just heard that he passed away, I think like New Year's Day, something like that, just recently, three days ago. Lloyd was an integral part of Transform Our World, and we worked very closely. Oof. So, yeah, I'm thinking about mortality. Yeah. No day is promised. Every day is a gift. How old are you? How old are you, Ted? Oh, I'm young. I'm 50. Turned 50 last year. All right. I'm a little older than you, 53. Uh, yep. Meanwhile, I'm hanging out like all December. You know, at 6 a.m. I was up with uh, Nancy Harden, and uh, oh, she yeah. had a 6 a.m. prayer call. She's 90, mm-hmm. so you know. She's well. She's eighty nine. Going to turn ninety in in a few days. Actually, a couple of weeks. Um, she's she's just you know got so much energy. <laughs> mm. Going yeah, strong. Send me a link uh, to send me a link to one of hers. Yeah, yeah. Going through yeah, Daniel. Well, it was very very relevant. Yeah. Daniel didn't lead any. Daniel didn't lead any. Um, any coups you responded to oppression and political you know uh misfortune with love and service yeah but uh you had to live through several yep never participated in any yeah, except warning about them in advance. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you were talking about Nebuchadnezzar and that uh, message we referenced about how God laid him low so that he could learn to glorify the the Lord. Yeah, I think I shared the ones, and also how you so clearly see Daniel's love for Nebuchadnezzar. Like he loved him. Yeah. And yeah, to think that, that yeah. Nebuchadnezzar was such a monster, but Daniel never had any harsh words for him. He just served him. Oh. Mm. I also think about God's extraordinary mercy on Nebuchadnezzar. And that if anyone deserved to be 
blasted with lightning, surely it would have been Nebuchadnezzar. But maybe because of Daniel's love, God humbled him so that he could see that he'd been living like an animal rather than yeah. walking with God. I mean, that's not a bad metaphor for the last nine months. I mean, I can certainly pray for that, that this is God's humbling us, all of us, me included, that we might see him give him glory. Yeah. That we have failed because we thought that we ourselves were sufficient. So, um, yep, I think so, definitely. So, uh, you want to talk about the Great Reset? Sure. So what are your thoughts? Where do you want to... Um, well, the short answer is I think we're done. The, um, you know, the, when we started, you know, episode seven, when we shifted to doing seasons, you know, despite all the extraordinary levels of chaos that have uh, occurred on the Great Reset, we've actually been pretty consistent in the seventh episode of every season stopping and saying, okay, where are we? What do we want to do next? And I think those uh, have been, uh, which is admittedly a low bar, some of the more focused and successful sessions we've had. You know, the phrase love more like Jesus that we agreed on a couple of sessions ago really caught on. I think uh, David's diagnosis of us as a dysfunctional family has proved accurate. Uh, and uh, then, and so when I start realizing we're doing seasons of seven weeks, I realized, you know, okay, you know, seven sevens, another very Daniel phrase, would bring us, is about you know, 49 weeks, which is close to a year. And so I said, okay, well, that sounds like, and I didn't exactly formulate this, but that, that's basically going to be like six weeks, uh, six seasons uh, of trying to figure it out and then one season of trying to implement it or something like that. But at any rate, this is the end of the regular season, uh, the, the regular series of The Great Reset, this coming episode seven. And it feels about right. Is that, I mean, I'm not sure everything's been resolved or that we know, but I feel like, I mean, I personally feel empty. I feel like this thing that God put in me um, which I think is one of the things you want to talk about that I shared last week. It's like, okay, I had to get to this point to see Jesus and see myself and see all of you in a certain way. And like, okay, I'm there. I'm not sure that solves anything, but like, I felt like this was the thing that I had to wander in the wilderness these 41 episodes on in order to get to. And it's like, okay, I'm good. Uh, I don't need to keep doing this. Let's stop and then maybe do something else. Okay. So uh, just to be concrete about it, you know, I would like to do uh, you know, our usual season finale and make it the series finale. And Janet was, when she found that out, she even agreed that she would show up for that. I was wondering if we should move it to Friday, since you're busy on Tuesday. And uh, I even pinged John McClements to see if he'd be willing to show up, and he's open to the possibility. Um, so, um, and one thing that I've always wanted to do, which I think this might be a good time to do, is communion. I'm not sure how. I've had some discussions uh, with some people, but it feels like the sort of thing that would be worth doing. So that's the 
simple answer. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd like to participate in it if we're shutting it down. So. Okay, great. Okay, would Friday afternoon work next week? Uh, uh, same time, one o'clock. Yeah. Right now it works. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I will get up the flagpole and see who's the list. Yeah, otherwise, let's just go to the following Tuesday. That's true. It would be our first gap. Um, so, but we've also switched from Friday to Tuesday before, so. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I can oh. do I can do the fifteenth, sure. Okay. Most most of the, the group seems to be fairly flexible work arrangements, so hopefully that'll work. I know Steve is free because we're meeting that time tomorrow. So I guess the schedule is the least predictable because of his consulting work. Yeah. Yeah, so there's any other thoughts about the Kind of the headliner there. I wanted to get your thoughts, especially because I think you had some on last Tuesday session that you wanted to discuss. Well, I mean, if we're uh, if we've made the decision, um, you know, and my my word was, you know, unless the seed falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. So yeah, I thought it was done, and uh, you know it has to be rebirth, either rebirthed in a totally, di you know, in a, in, a, in a resurrection format, or you know we move on to the next thing. So yeah, so what yeah. I, just you know what I'm I'm thinking, and you know I'm not sure how strongly you pitch this, but usually um, uh, I was just going to sort of wander off and do it on my own, but after talking to people, I feel like there might be some value in trying to do this together is we do the thing we have the come to jesus i guess uh communion event at the end and then you know they say the great reset uh is done we have reset as much as we as much as we can and it's time for this to end and we take a break uh, uh, and like I brought a break, no no Zoom calls, no phone calls, just a break. Uh, and then uh, what I like to do is put together um, a document of design criteria and just say, you know, if we were going to do something like this again, what, um, you know, have we learned that, you know, was useful, that we'd like to do more of, that we, I mean, so like, it, it, it's not just the retrospective. We always do that, but more concretely, like we did, you and I did with John McClements at the very beginning. Like, what is the problem we want to solve, and what do we think it will take to solve it? And you know, put that together, and then I or anyone else can say, okay, this is what I would like to do, and see if we can build a consensus around that. And then, if there is interest in doing that. Whoever wants to do that, whether they call that a continuation of the Great Reset or not, I don't have a strong feeling about, even though in my head it'll be season seven. That's something you want to be a part of. We could be using your YouTube channel. If not, use the other one. Uh, it's all kind of up in the air, but it just feels like there's a lot of. Um, I've heard that there are some. Actually, it's kind of funny given the events of yesterday. Uh, you know, I've heard that there are some um, uh, cultures, true, where like they would have a king would rule for a year or a decade or whatever, and then they would all kill the king to release all their aggression about all the frustrations over the past year, and then you know elect a new one. 
uh, knowing that he would be dead in 10 years. I wonder if that was sustainable given how long people knew how long they'd live. But in some sense, I feel like that's kind of what we had in the American system was that the goals for the person at the top to become the focus of aggression. And then when they go, there's a cathartic experience. And uh, not clear that that's happening this time around, but at least not for everyone. But the uh, it does feel like there is a lot of aggression, uh, which is oddly touching um, towards the Great Reset, towards me. Uh, and it would be nice to kind of bury that and start over, if it were possible. Um. Yeah, that's an interesting, uh, uh, interesting analysis. I mean, I don't, I don't think I agree with it, but. Um. Okay, what, which, I mean, I, I shared a lot of different data points in there. I'm curious which parts you disagree with. Well, I mean, I, I don't think that's. I mean, I, I don't think the. I don't think the American system is set up so that when we move, you know, so so that we want someone in power who we can blame. And <laughs> I don't think that's the, the point. I mean, that's pretty pessimistic, you know. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not saying that that was the only reason. What I'm saying is that rather than having a public you heard, I apologize if that's what I communicated. I was saying one of the features, which I think is a feature and not a bug of the American system, is that anytime there's a rule, I mean, you're a dad, you know this, there is aggression that builds up and people are frustrated. And what's interesting in the American system is that every four to eight years, there's sort of a ritual uh, sacrifice of the old leader and a new one coming in where the which is i think unusual i mean maybe we don't see it as unusual because we live in america but the idea is that the leader can go away but the government could remain uh i mean there are some of the people who bear grudges against the government too but there is certainly a sense in which well uh there is a cathartic event i mean certainly a lot of the people i hang out with felt an enormous catharsis uh at the election of joe biden uh, because of what they've been experiencing under Trump, just as many people felt enormous catharsis in the election of Trump, who's been, quote unquote, suffering under Barack Obama. So I'm not saying it's good or bad, but I'm saying it's interesting and it's kind of useful. So that phenomena happens. That's obviously not the only reason we do all these things, but it's still an interesting one. Yeah. Um... I so so we're gonna so we're in agreement that we're gonna uh lay the great reset to rest. We're gonna take a break and then uh we're gonna we we well you're intending to uh invite some of the people back in if they want to you know participate in whatever, you know, a next thing. And you're going to start with a design brief. Right. I think the same is probably to create a space where anyone is interested to talk about what happens next. Uh, do you want me involved in what happens next? I would love to have you involved in what happens next. I would love to have you involved in what happens now. Um, what role would you like me to have? This is a really interesting question, Ted. Um, because this is something that has perplexed me. Um, so we've had the pleasantries and the chit chat and the procedural stuff. Now I think we need to talk about some of the core relation relation issues. I feel hurt, Ted. Um, okay. And um, I feel like I've tried to reach out to you and have failed. I don't know if my emails haven't gone through or if you've had a lot going on. 
And the thing that perplexes me is you are one of the most godly sold out human beings I have ever met. Uh, you have waited on the line for the gospel time and time again, uh, doing everything to do whatever God has called you to do, even at great risk, great embarrassment. Um, and not only that, because there are frankly a lot of people like that, but you are a person of just great personal humility before God and who, you know, is definitely not out to promote themselves. You just want to promote Jesus. I totally see that, and you ooze that through all your veins. Um, I want to acknowledge all of that, but, and I'm not even sure if I'm using this word correctly, so forgive me, but I kind of felt like you've been a dick towards me, and so I'm feeling kind of hurt. Um, the specific thing uh, where uh, after uh, Janet announced she was leaving, and I told you I was feeling hurt, uh, surprisingly, you made a comment that you were uh, surprised that I was hurt, but at a level level, you were not surprised. And I wrote you an email saying, you know, when I read that, that felt really dismissive, like it didn't matter that I was hurt. And that may not be your intent, and I, and I hoped you would correct that. And I never heard back. And I don't know what happened there or what you were actually thinking, but I'm still feeling hurt. I did not see that email. And that would explain it. <laughs> okay. I'm glad I included that caveat. I'm looking for it right now. Um, hmm. Janet, hey, let me see. I see this long string of emails. Okay, okay, here. Did, is this the day after Christmas? Probably. Wait, you're you're copying David? Yeah, because it was part of the thread between the two of us discussing Janet. Okay. Uh, okay. Yes, I, I did not, I, I did not see this. Um, yeah, day after Christmas. Um, so, I don't want to ambush you with this. You know, if you need some time to process this, I'm happy to like take a break and resume with the Zoom call. I'm reading it right now. Okay. I mean, what I was saying. It, okay, so David said. Having said everything that's happened, like, you know, like the, things haven't gotten under your skin and then this thing got under your skin. What was it that got under your skin that she said that you felt hurt about? We didn't even talk about that. We did we not didn't. talk about that. No. David had yeah. his theories about why I got hurt. But, I mean, but the, the point is, is that the statements you made about being surprised, that I totally understood. Uh, you know, I was surprised myself, okay? It was the statement you made after that, that you were not surprised. That is what- Yeah, I was both surprised and on the other hand, not surprised. Yeah. Right, so the fact that you remarked on my being hurt and then expressed nothing about it was what I interpreted as dismissive. Um, so, so you weren't, I wasn't dismissive by saying I was surprised. 
I do not read that as discipline. You say, well, I'm not surprised. But Which, on the other hand, I'm not surprised. Yeah, so yeah. in the emotional state I was in, I read that as well. You know, Ernie is so flaky and oversensitive or weirdly constructed that I'm not surprised he's hurt. I or would worse, take, I mean, I wouldn't put in the flaky, yeah, or, but I would definitely say Ernie is constructed different. I think that's on the table. Right. I mean, Sure. I'm not saying, but, 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 but Ted, do you realize the thing that confuses me is that David, who I do not generally consider a compassionate person, expressed sorrow over the fact I was hurt, even if it was, even I didn't entirely agree or, or align with his motives, but that meant a lot to me. And you, who I consider one of the most gentlest, loving Christian men I know, did not. He wondered at it. But you didn't respond to it. The fact that I was hurt. And I'm thinking, did I miss that? Is there something else going on here? Have I offended you? I know none of those. Um, that was, you know, an invitation to a further conversation. So I didn't see it. Um, and now I'm seeing it. So we're having this. I mean, okay, let me say that. Uh, okay. Yes. I did not see your response. I remember writing right. Merry Christmas, Ernie and David. <laughs> I did not intend that conversation. I can understand how, you know, if you explain it, why you would take it that way. I, um, Um, how how did I intend it? It doesn't surprise me because in the it doesn't surprise me that I'm being surprised. That's what I'm saying. That's what I meant to say. In the sense that you surprise us a lot. That's what that's how I intend. That's that's what I was thinking when I wrote that. I basically okay, said I'm I... surprised too, but it doesn't surprise me that I'm being surprised because you okay. surprise me a lot. Okay. Um, I can believe that's what you intended. Um, to be honest, it still feels dismissive even with that clarification. And that might not be fair, but I'm trying to be transparent here. And I can, I think I can, I think I understand better why, if that would help you. Yeah. I mean, let me, I think, I think you're saying this, but let me just say this explicitly because I want to hear it. And I want to make sure we've heard the same thing. I do not think that you deliberately intend to minimize my pain. Is that a true statement? Yeah, I don't intend to minimize your pain. That is very true. Okay. Okay, thank you. I believe that is not your intent. But your actions have felt the opposite to me. And I will give you a very concrete example, which I think may explain why. It is that when things have happened that were painful to me, when Steve launched into his, uh, the, the first incident, and when Janet announced she was leaving, I felt hurt. And the thing I heard from you was, but they're right. And what that said to me was that you were frustrated with me and the things that were wrong about the Great Reset. And you were glad somebody else was taking it on the chin to make a dramatic gesture to show me how upset they were and you hoped I would listen. And that was your primary concern. And therefore, expressing sympathy for me was a lesser concern. That is the narrative I have, which I just want to lay before you. Acknowledging it may be 
flawed and broken, but that, it is the one I have. That, that might be, it might be, in, there's an element of truth there, yeah. Yeah, there's an element of truth there. But um, I would see it this way. Um, when I was training to be a professional player, I didn't mm -hmm. want the coach to come in and tell me how to not feel bad or uh, I didn't want him to, you know, make me not suffer pain. In fact, if anything, I wanted him to subject me to more pain, but I wanted it to be hopeful that is going to result in, uh, in, in strength and improvement and victory. And that's how I have, that's the context in which those things are happening. Okay, let me tell you. My end goal, my okay. end goal, like, okay, so the thing that I've admired from you, um, probably going back to early episodes, is what I saw is it's all on the table. I'm courageous. I'm transparent. And I have a goal in mind, which is resurrection. You know, I mean, we're using that metaphorically. Mm -hmm. You know, I, in other words, I'm not a, that's my goal. I want to reset. I want to glorify the Lord. And I was not, yeah, I, I was, I was, that's my goal. I'm not afraid of the conflict. I want to take it in the chin. I, I mean, I'll, I'll take it in the chin if if that's my place to take it in the chin. Um, and it's my time to take it in the chin. Um, and I have taken it in the chin. Um, um, because I, I you, you know, like my personal happiness or not personal happiness. Avoiding pain is not my goal. Mm -hmm. Growing to be like Christ is my goal. Now, mm -hmm. of course, every time you do that, it's hard. You need someone to help you through it, but you need both. You need people who are going to empathize with you, and you need those who are going to set your vision higher and show you the hope in it, the purpose. So sorry, uh, I, I lost the grammar in that sentence. Are you saying we need some people who will set our vision higher and other people who will empathize with us? No, you need both. Need, I'm need, saying, no, hopefully the both? same person can people? do it. You need, okay, we need people you need, who will, who will you need set our vision higher things. and empathize You need with both us. things. You need both things. Yes. And that's the thing, Ted. That is precisely the thing. So it's interesting you bring up the, the example of your coaching. And as you know, I'm not... Uh, lamenting pain, right? I'm not saying, oh, it's horrible that these things cause me pain. No, it just caused pain. But I've never played any serious competitive sports. Uh, but I did train to run a half marathon. And a guy from our church became, I heard him as a personal trainer, lost 20 pounds, trained for, you know, uh, nine or 10 months to run a half marathon. And he would put me through these workouts. And I hit him. My favorite workout was the boxing workout where I could punch his face. Uh, I never got past his guard, but it felt so good. But the thing that he did that meant the world to me was when we were having a long workout, and it was at the end, and he would make me do mountain climbers, which, you know, after about 30 seconds just destroys me. He said, I said, okay, I will do it, but only if you do it with me. And that, to me, has always been the picture of Christ. And when you stood there and say, well, Ernie, they're right. I heard, Ernie, you need to go work that out. Well, but I my track record has, but, but, okay, I, I'm sorry you heard that's, that's that. That's what I felt. Well, but yeah, where okay, have you so that's what you felt. Ted, where have you been when I've been suffering? I mean, we're, we're like, yes, they're right. Okay, what are you going to do about it? What are you doing about the problems Ted raised? What are, you, what are you doing about the problems Janet raised? 
What were you doing about David's conflict with Bill? About Bill's demands? I have not seen you in the trenches with me saying, we have to deal with this. I just haven't seen it. I don't know what happened or why, but somewhere along the way, I felt you were waiting for the rest of us to fix this. Um, I was. There's one element that I did feel that the best, uh, the best, I felt Bill and DJ had a, um, had the, I mean, Bill brought in DJ. They have the longstanding relationship. I felt David had the strongest relationship with Bill. And I felt a hands-off approach was the best in that case. I have been weighing in. Um, no, you know. you've been weighing in about what's wrong. I haven't seen you. I haven't felt you. I mean, my God, the number of hours I've spent with DJ, and I know you've had long talks with him too, and with Bill. But like, you know, I, I've heard the way you responded and critiqued. I've had Bill's long conversations request. with David, uh, with Steve. Okay, yeah. As well. Yeah. So, okay. Let me put it this way. So, Ted, okay. So, I am feeling hurt. Um, and I love you, Ted. You are a hero to me. Okay. And I feel like, and this is partly, my, I'm laying this on the table because this is probably my own brokenness, my own flawed narrative, my own messiness that it's accentuating and gravitating. And you're absolutely right. I do not know what all you have done. I do not know what all you have gone through, what efforts you have placed. I can just speak about what I feel. And I feel alone and judged. That's what I feel. And I would like for you not to dismiss that feeling. Um, I see you feel that way, and I don't want to dismiss it. Yep. How long have you felt alone and judged? I mean, was it? It seems like it came from the incident with Steve. That you felt that my was reaction was that I took sides with Steve. Right. And you did that. Yeah. And like we talked about that. And then we let it go, which was fine. Okay. Um, but then when Janet left, I heard the exact same thing. But she's right. When did I say, but she's right? But she's right. Janet has said, or, but, but, or I agree with her. So Janet said a lot of. What things. was I agreeing agreeing with her on? Um, it was, so what I remember was I don't know. The reality was it's like you know I, was, I think it was when I said I was really hurt about the fact that she's leaving, um, or somewhere I don't remember in the context. Okay, but I remember that it was like, wow. Uh, um, and, you know, it's entirely possible my brain is so scrambled that maybe David said it and it wasn't you, and I'm just dumping this on you inappropriately. But um, actually, no, it was before that. When this is the thing that the other thing that confuses me, Ted, is that, um, you know, I thought your narrative, which we formed the basis of the retrospective in season five, about the diagnosis of what was wrong with the church, broken relationships. Mm -hmm. Okay, I think you are absolutely right. And yet, um, the thing that I can't square with that, or I have a hard time understanding where the gap is, is when you shared your passion about promoting other people and talking about doing good, which is a beautiful passion, and wonderful. It had nothing to do with healing broken relationships. So it's like, wait, you see this huge problem, but your passion is to do something else Entirely. It's like that cognitive dissonance has not gone away. I don't understand that. And secondly, I've told you, and it's still true, blatantly painfully true, that David Johnson and I have a broken relationship, you know, where we have a low level trust. We've worked through a lot. We made a remarkably positive and constructive 
conversations over the last 24 hours in terms of at least acknowledging each other's feelings and validating each other, which is huge. But it's like, I mean, I feel like, and this again is my bias, is that you don't know what to deal with us, how to deal with us. So like I do as a dad, I just make a rule and say, hey, you do this, you do that. Um, and I don't get involved. And I would like you to get involved. To say, you know, hey, I see something here that is broken. And, and, and maybe this is the thing that I, this is the narrative I have. Okay, I'm just going to be transparent about this. I feel like there are certain things you are really good at. You are really good at um, promoting the kingdom of God over yourself. You blow me away with how you do that. You are really good at personally following Jesus, which is even more rare. And I love that about you. I admire that about you. Okay? But the thing about stepping into broken relationships and trying to help them be healed, I don't know anybody who's good at that. And I don't know anybody who's willing to get involved in the muck and the mire and the compromise and the deception. And, you know, what David said was, I thought, apt and heartbreaking. He said, well, I see you guys are all lying, and I find myself becoming one, of, one with the lies, and I'm starting to lie too, and I can't handle it, and I'll get out. And what I heard from that is what I felt from you, was that you were trying to stay above the fray, not do anything wrong. And that's kind of what I've been feeling, is that like, cause I just got honest, like I am doing tons of things wrong. I am painfully, deeply aware of this, but I'm in there. Everyone gets to take their shots at me. And uh, I will screw up and I'll do the best that, I can. On that call, I was in there. I was in there. I was definitely in there and he was taking his shots at me. Yeah, and and his and his his frustration was, and and then from my perspective, you can uh, read it differently if you want. And this is how is that Dave and I overruled you. If you, I felt like you wanted to have a clean solution where the right people would get in the right room and have the right conversation and work it out. And I agree, that's the ideal world. But that's not the world we're living in. Uh, I was not overruling you. Uh, I was letting no, no, it play no, you, out. I, no, no, you, you did not you, overrule me. You came up with a creative solution, and I was protecting Bill until Bill felt comfortable. So, and I you came up with a creative solution, and Bill said he was comfortable with it. I was not. So it wasn't overruling me. Once Bill's comfortable with it, I'm comfortable with it. Okay. I had okay. privately texted that to David. I'd privately texted that to Bill. I said, Bill, when you're comfortable, I'm comfortable. They're talking okay. about you. Everybody knew, he knew they were talking about him. Not everybody knew. You, I, David, all knew we were talking about Bill. Bill knew we were talking about him. And I said, Bill, when you're comfortable, I'm comfortable. Until you're comfortable, I'm not comfortable. Because he has okay. to feel safe. I also texted that to Dave, I think. I might. I didn't text it to you. I guess. No, I, I, private, no, yeah, private sure. message. No, like, 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 I care a lot about Bill being feeling safe too, which is why I did the whole thing with this covenant, you know, which blew up in my face. And you know, David is still angry at me about. He may have forgiven me after yesterday. I'm not sure. Um. The thing. that I'm not feeling, Ted, and I'm just being honest, and maybe it's my own damage, uh, but I want you to at least feel like you've heard me and you've at least asked the question, is why is it the things you are most passionate, I mean, do you think you know how to heal broken relationships? Well, like we have, like, like the social family we have in, I know you think, you know how we should handle them, and I agree with you about how we should, but how do we? 
I have many, I, I mean, nobody's good at that. I don't think, um, I have many, many stories of when broken relationships have been healed. So, um, and it has brought tremendous fruitfulness. Yeah. So. I, I have lots of stories I've seen too, but the, no, I'm what, talking, I'm not talking about stories I've seen here, places I've been involved in. Sure. Reconciliation okay, so a lot of that ideas has taken place, reconciliation yeah. that has taken place relationships that have been healed and great fruit that has come out of that yeah and i've seen it happen too okay um it's but the the thing i have seen i believe works is the cross specifically absolutely absolutely but and that's the thing I haven't seen, Ted. I haven't seen you go to the cross for me. I, I felt like you've been hurrying me on, encouraging me to go there, which is nice, but it's not the same. I just haven't um, seen it. Maybe it's been some, cause, and let me be specific what I mean too, because I don't want to uh, denigrate what you have done, which is enormous, and I do appreciate it. Okay, you have been, you know, faithful, in a lot of things, you've been working hard, you've been engaged on a lot of tough issues, and you've always tried to stand for what is right and true, and I appreciate that. I don't want to minimize that, okay? It feels ingrateful for me to ask for more of you. No, it's okay for you to I ask want. more of me. It's all right for us to have this conversation. It's all right, okay. Ernie. It's all right for us to Thank put you. it on the table. It's okay, all right? I mean, Thank you. I appreciate that. And we can continue having this conversation until it's done. I mean, we may have to put a pause in it, but yes. Yeah, sure. No, I understand. Um, yeah, literally, I have a five-minute call. But here's the thing, Ted, and this is actually just one of the You have five more minutes? You have five more minutes? I, I have another call at 2 o'clock, which I can blow off if I need to, but somebody was waiting to call me. Um, but this, this is the thing that – let me just try to articulate this. And this is the thing, actually, that I want to have next. The thing that I have seen that – it's extraordinary to me about Jesus. I mean, God knows there's been lots of interesting moral features. He would say, this is the way, follow me in it. The thing that I love about Jesus is he didn't scruple to be identified with our sin. He was willing to be baptized in the baptism of John, and he was willing to take all of our sins on the cross. And the only thing that I have found that cures a broken heart is when someone comes into someone who is trapped by their own sin, and, and instead of saying to them, you're wrong, they say, that sin you have, I have it too. And here's the Jesus who saves me from it. Would you like to meet him? And the thing I want more than anything else from you, Ted, is when you see sin in me, wrong in me, brokenness in me, pain in me, that you're going to say, yes, Ernie, I see that. I have it too. Would you like to come with me to Jesus and see what he can do with it? That's what I want. Is to be seen and identified with and led to Jesus. Because there is so much wrong in the great reset. There's so much wrong in me. We didn't even talk about whatever it was that unsettled you in my dream and my interpretation. But that's what I want. Okay. Um, Maybe we should put a pause in it there unless you wanted to have the last word. I think you should put well, <laughs> uh, The pause is probably going to be uh, a pretty significant. I mean, we can put a pause in it. Um, I'm listening to everything you have to say, and uh, this is the stuff I wanted to talk about. Um, um, yeah, um, um, I have been, but, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to diminish your feelings. I hear what you're saying. Um, I think there's things you don't see. Um, and, you know, here I am. I'm talking to you. I'm committed to you. So. Yeah, no, you know, and I appreciate uh, that. And I believe that, Ted. And I believe that you 
and also 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 don't miss don't miss the big context this is on my personal youtube page this is on my personal facebook page this is representing me so i am putting my name and my reputation on that every time you talk about the great reset you send them to ted haas's youtube page this is what i'm about okay so don't miss that bigger context that's a very very big endorsement yeah, no, I appreciate that, Ted. And, you know, like I said, uh, I know that you love Jesus, I know live me, but something's not working, and I need your help. Yeah. Um, um, and I need you to own it with me if you're up for that. Okay, we'll own it. We'll shoot, the, right. we'll shoot the Great Reset together and see if it raises from the dust. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Ted. Um, uh, we should talk again. So, um, uh, my schedule's more open than yours. Let me know. All right. Gotta okay. run. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. God bless you. Thank you.